0: All right, what can I get you?
1: Hey, Bugs, I'll get a round of uh, Fun Waters for me and the boys. (laughs) Okay, one round of alcoholic seltzers for the basic bro over here. Wait, what'd you just call me?
0: Well, you just ordered a round of seltzers. Would you rather a round
1: of beers? Well, yeah, but I got to work on my summer body, bro. Okay,
0: okay, look, I get it. So you're looking for something light, right? Yup. Okay, something crisp? Yup. Super crushable? (laughs) Yup. 100 calories, low in carbs. Double yup. Well, it sounds like you need
1: a round of yups. I see what you did there. Is this where I say (laughs) yup? Yup.
0: Yup Beer, made with all natural ingredients and only $1.85 a can. Available in over 200 locations across Ontario. Visit yupbeer.com to find a store near you. 13 of the down by two podcast i am your co-host josh elijah as always to my right mike fulmer mikey
1: how you doing bud Fantastic, brother. We're piling them up now. Piling them time up. Time to get started again.
0: Yo, it's been a hectic summer, as we mentioned before. Uh, definitely took a little bit of downtime, took some time to us and our families and what have you. But uh, uh, here we are towards the end of the summer and uh, ready, for, uh, ready for football. Basketball's coming back. Hockey's coming back. The dog days of the summer are coming to a close here for baseball. A lot's going on in sports. Um, but yeah, we're, we, we're really excited to be bringing some special guests to the show in the coming week. Uh, so very pumped for that
1: yeah i don't want to wish away the summer because it's been fantastic and we still got labor day weekend but i go outside and there's a breeze it's september 2nd it's it just smells not, like fucking your aren't sticking to your tits yeah. anymore it's it's nice it's got that football breeze and it just brings a smile to my face <sighs> for about a week and a half out until opening kickoff cannot wait actually a week out
0: thursday night Yo, you know, you got to be excited about your, about your lines though. Just like a, just kind of like a new, fresh look for your Lions. Um I mean, it may not be as good as it has been in the last few years. I mean, like, obviously I don't think a lot of people are, are seeing them do much
1: this year, but are you? Yeah, that's a joke. That's a complete <laughs> joke. They they will be a joke and they are a joke, but what's nice <laughs> is you don't have to have any expectations this year with Stafford leading the way. He always held out hope. Like, mm-hmm. Get a couple wins, get a couple pieces, and there there's a chance you could squeak into a wild card, and who knows? Maybe get a playoff win, cause for celebration. Right now, it's kind of like you can bleed out, and you're okay with it. <laughs> at least that's mine, but I'm a miserable fucking Lions fan at well, this point. How can't you be? We're definitely going to jump more into
0: football in the uh, in the coming weeks as we, we got another football episode coming up for you. But this episode,
1: yeah, don't get me going.
0: Oh yeah, I know because <laughs> we, we're we're tight on time here, even for our intro, because we had one hell of a guest on our show. Uh, we could this this episode literally could have been three hours long, but um, we we were totally stoked to have our first comic on the show, uh, fellow comedian, uh, really good friend of mine, Alan Shane Lewis. Uh, you can catch him on CBC, um, great Canadian. Takeoff. Uh, he's been on NBA TV. He's got his own podcast below the hardwood as well, which you also should check out uh, hell of a dude. I was super stoked to have him on the show.
1: Absolute stud. I'm not going to give away the one story, but let's just say this guy can dunk. The guy, the guy can
0: slam. He can, he can throw down on people's heads. Um, yeah, and it was, it was great to have him on the show, uh, and we talked a lot about what's gone on in the NBA off season, um, players moving around, just different outlooks on new teams going to the season. Uh, talked a bit about the draft as well, and uh, what to kind of expect, and uh, just a couple takes from around the league yeah he was a whiz you can tell
1: like beyond oh nice yeah, i that like nice that one, that's hey, that was, what we need to bring a little more of that here pep, we are a little pep from my yup, I like yup that. down the gullet <laughs> fucking love it good boy as from for Shayner Shayner it's not just the the superficial knowledge like you can tell he has a feel especially with the raps and that the top picks that we broke down you know he just has a he has a real good understanding of what's going on and Sounds like he might like uh, the Raps pick, but we'll oh, get, get into that in an interview.
0: The guy bleeds ball. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll jump into that in a minute. But I did want to touch also on this, on the documentary that everyone's been talking about is the Malice in the Palace uh, catching on Netflix. Uh, you as a, as a Detroit Pistons fan, um, what, are your, what were your reactions to that documentary? And uh, did, did it shed sort of light on, on on key aspects that you didn't actually realize as a fan?
1: Hundred percent. Little young when it happened. Knew it was chaos, but mm. reflecting on it, one thing I thought though—just maybe I'm a homer—but they really made it out to be like, "Oh, the poor Pacers—they got roasted." And but you know what? It was it was fantastic. Uh, tune in and check it out. Uh, I really liked Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah, that's what I took out of it. I liked <laughs> Jermaine O'Neal, and he was an absolute he stud. Got, he got and the he, worst and end of it. I and he, I feel. Yeah, he was on the cusp of like super stardom and he was for a while there he was like a, an elite defender he was 20 and 10 uh, but I don't know if he got the respect he was due maybe if they got over the hump and got a chip but I mean everything changed after that night never really appreciated how much that impacted uh, that organization
0: yeah no totally he definitely had a higher ceiling than uh, I mean Reggie with his on his way out and then Jermaine O'Neal could have like made it to that next level. Like he still had room in his ceiling. Um, and then when you look at the other players, like Ron Artest, I don't feel as bad for him because he went and got his chip. And then uh, Stephen Jackson, I would say was probably the least talented player out of all those three. So it's like, really, I do feel the most for Jermaine O'Neal. And you're right. It did make it seem that like, you know, the the Pacers, the like, oh, poor Pacers, but like, man, it was, it was still, you know, it was still a major act of aggression towards the pistons as well and they they also had to deal with all that as well and i i also didn't realize that the fans um you know that it was that much more a part of the fans and it because it really shed shed light on the fact that the pacers uh were kind of the villains though as
1: well 100% and
0: and you didn't realize that it was the fans that really aggravated the whole situation
1: yeah but we're on our test <laughs> they throw a drink on him when he's laying on the fucking score table and he stomps into the stands what do you think's gonna happen ronnie <laughs> jesus oh man but it was it was a melee and it's uh it'll it'll be remembered forever but yeah, yeah.
0: and it's, it's funny because he, he does talk about how he defended himself but then you look at the guy who's coming at him with the fight it was like this fan versus ron or he's gonna be <laughs> dummied yeah. like one punch to the face he he's out so it's just like and ron's just like i was just trying to protect myself i'm like against what <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you see this guy who was throwing a punch at you like oh, and I mean, then my yeah.
1: boy jermaine i remember he, he walked up it was kind of later in the scuffle the one guy kind of walks up and kind of flex on jermaine and he just walking one punches him
0: <laughs> yeah well poor jermaine's getting chairs thrown at him yeah for fuck's sake so it's it was bonkers
1: like... i hope you guys watched it though it's fantastic
0: yeah definitely let us know uh let us know what your thoughts are on it if you have any takes on it we'd love to hear about that
1: oh uh, i'm gonna go right off left field here too quick so just yeah. seen online um i know this is basketball focused mm-hmm. but i just Yo. seen that uh, netflix is coming out with a a series following the pga they're gonna follow like a dozen players and it's oh. it's it's formulated just like a uh, formula one you know drive to survive which anyone that no one knows about formula one people watch the documentary all of a sudden they're huge fans including myself so it was so well done yeah they're
0: experts yeah the
1: pga's fucking doing it now so i'm pretty hard for that
0: that's great do you know which golfers are going to be highlighting no but i'm
1: anticipating hopefully not patrick reed (laughs) patrick reed or bryson for that matter Fucking well just
0: (laughs) just on the topic of documentaries though um they're also doing uh dennis rodman's 48 hours in vegas
1: no, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. they're going to be covering that. That's going to be the
1: team. I'm just going for a breather. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then they see him in Vegas and then, yeah, so they're going to be covering, they're going to be covering that and it's, uh, that's, that's, that's going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty epic too. So a lot of great sports docs yeah. on the docket. Um, but yeah, no, really stoked for that. Uh, but then again, let's just jump right into it here. Uh, again, this is episode 13, the down by two podcast, uh, with a, with a very special guest, Alan Shane Lewis on the show. Hope you enjoy, guys. Cheers. We've had some, some interesting guests so far in our, in our young start here with, uh, with the show. We've had some, some pro athletes, um, even some coaches, um, analysts, broadcasters. Uh, but this is the first time that I get to have a fellow comic on the show and um, uh, yeah I'm super stoked to have him I've been performing with him for years uh, I've been uh, sharing stages with them all over the place um, you can catch him on CBC uh, the great Canadian baking show uh, NBA TV Canada and he also runs his own basketball co- podcast called below the hardwood we got Mr. Alan Shane Lewis on the show today ASL what's going on baby
2: what is up thank you for having me I appreciate this it's gonna be so much fun
0: yeah man it's it's been a minute and uh, I've been waiting to uh, to pull the trigger on this one, especially just kind of in the off and uh, uh, talk about you know what's what's been going down for each team, uh, we're definitely going to jump right into that. But just to give uh, the boys here a little bit more of a backstory, um, I I think I might have actually seen your first set. Um, was it was that not at the Fox and Fiddle?
2: Yeah, that that was like my second set ever. I did one show like a whole bit ago, like at some like hip hop and open mic thing and then that was like my first like in front of an audience and shit and i was like, so scared
3: <laughs>
2: there was so much fear well eyes. man it's the fox and fiddle at Keelan finch like that place is just scary enough as it uh,
0: on its own but then to do your second set ever it could be yeah. it'd be pretty wild but man i just remember seeing you for the first time I'm like yo this that this, this kid's got it like you already you you, you know when you see someone you're like mm, he's, he's gonna be fine he's, he's gonna figure this shit out uh, i appreciate but, that yeah man yeah just being able to perform with you over the years has been great
2: I even remember I made like a post on Facebook I'm like I'm on this show with all these pro comics I'm hanging out in the back I was like just so just like watching everything you guys were doing and I was like holy shit this is crazy (laughs) just hanging out in the
0: green room which actually just the pool table in the back of the show yeah yeah they don't even (laughs) shut that shit down for the show it's like can you please we're trying to do a show here for fuck's sake Uh
2: Oh man, my cat has busted in here. He's demanding attention, so. Oh yeah,
0: no by all <laughs> means. I mean, we hook him up with another mic. We leave our cat out of here because we might end up with some injuries. But uh but yeah, no, it's been uh it's been great obviously performing a lot. Uh but even before that, like, man, we had known each other even before um, before we before we met each other for a second time uh, outside of comedy, uh, you man, you played a lot in the OBA, and uh, you, yeah, we've uh, definitely faced each other, but without even realizing it. Um, so it's been uh, it's been pretty crazy. But I know you have a lot of stories. Um, but I, one that always comes to mind, and I, and I even like bragging about you to my friends about this is uh, you're running with Demar Derozan. Uh, maybe I know you I know you've told it like a million times, Whoa. but why don't you why don't you tell it a million one times?
2: I, I love telling it i'll be telling this at <laughs> bars when i'm 80 years old just like yo yeah. yo let me tell you about the time that don't go with demar DeRozan. They're gonna be like who's that <laughs> <laughs> who's that but, yeah. yeah um yeah so demar de and sunny weems were like coming to different gyms randomly and just like showing up and playing and i like there was talks about them coming to our gym at the pavilion uh mm-hmm. so they came and were like what the fuck like i just gave me to work out so i went home grabbed my my stuff and uh came back there and they're playing around different people but i was like you know i want I want. I want to get some one on ones. I want get to get piece, this yeah. going. So I just started going to the other gym, the other nets, sorry, the end there, and I was just dunking as hard as I can every single time, just throwing <laughs> them down, just trying to get their attention, just straight up peacocking. And uh, <laughs> they saw that, and then they're like, "Okay, okay, I see what you can do." And they just we just went back and forth with like Sunny and and Damar. Somebody caught it on video, which was great, and I was so yeah. happy even like and then later so on we got to sick. play them and i got the, the video of the game too and that was dope too so i put one on demar de rose and i can always say that and i crossed up Sonny weems even though he defended the crap out of me afterwards he just knocked me <laughs> out of <you>. just <laughs> threw me you just forget how much stronger those guys are than oh, your average man. person just one forearm just sent me flying in like my yeah. peak working out days and <laughs> like that's sunny weems that's yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> just sunny Weems.
0: <laughs>
3: that's sunny weems
0: <laughs> i mean no discredit to Sonny, you know but, a play, yeah, I guess, but it, yeah but
2: just, you know, six, four, maybe 200 so- like sopping wet that guy and just knocking me out of there. Just so strong, Like, it's crazy
0: and then compare that to the type of player that Alan Shane Lewis is and he is by far the best comic that I've ever played (laughs) against because we have like a comedian's basketball tournament and no matter what team you're on like you guys are getting you guys are getting first place and it's not even close
2: yeah I take that moment to be like I might not be funnier than you guys but I'll put a bucket on you like that's my time to shine (laughs)
0: yes sir Uh, it's always the case oh man uh but yeah no it's uh it's great to have you on the show and like I've mentioned wanna wanted to have a chance to chat with you and uh talk a bit about ball and what's going on and mm-hmm. uh you know the postseason now you know after the uh, milwaukee bucks took home their first chip any thoughts on that
2: uh, Yeah, just it's great. It's great for Milwaukee. I was I kept saying like, I'm a fan of the Bucks, but I hate Milwaukee because like the fandom is just so annoying. But you know what? Mm-hmm. They came up in a time where opportunity came up there and they had to respond each and every level. And they did that. And they in, in kind uh, got some great productions from not just only their stars, but also just like the entire core of that team, like even the bench culture. You seeing players like uh, what's mm-hmm. crazy his name? Um, Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis out there giving like yeah. just serious minutes and putting up some real buckets in. Good yeah. for them. Good for them, honestly. Like people can be like, oh, Durant's toe, whatever. Like you can say that with every championship. Honestly, you Absolutely. can go back down the line and take away whatever you want to. But from them to respond in kind, because that's what you have to do. If, if opportunity opens itself up, there's two ways it can go. You cannot get it or you can get it. And they went out there and got it every single round. So shout out to Giannis. And I couldn't be happier for him.
0: Absolutely. I mean, like... <sighs> At first, just being like a shitty Toronto fan, I'm just like,
3: yeah, I was I bitter
0: to see Giannis actually fucking yeah. do it the right way. And then just like, God, man, why couldn't he come do it for the Raptors? But, I know. you know, I am super happy to see him. What was crazy, though, about you know that their entire run is that they fell down 0-2 in almost every series. Like, yeah. you know, 0-2 to the Nets, 0-2 to the Hawks, and or was it, sorry, it was 1-1 to the Hawks. Was it not? Yeah, they, they
2: dropped, dropped the first one for they sure. They dropped the first one. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's just kind of crazy. And then 0-2, the Suns as well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's honestly like you think it was coaching that kind of got them back, but like, I still don't want to give it to them because I still think this was probably the worst coach team to win a championship. And if oh um, yeah, if Budenholzer, I've never isn't, been a
0: big. I've never been a big Bud fan.
2: He's regular season, doesn't like to make adjustments. And he actually did get to his credit. He made a couple of adjustments here and there. But I really think it was the team that kind of responded in kind. I don't want, I don't want to give him too much credit. But because, but the other day, the coach does a lot of things. But uh, I truly think the core of the team actually came together. And Giannis himself, just being that kind of player that not only motivates his team, but also, you know, I'm going to go out there and show you how it's done. Like that 50 piece to close out game yeah, six. F- that's insane.
1: That's insane.
2: Yeah. That will go and down in history.
1: playing hobbles, too. Yeah, yeah, You forget that he hyperextended his knee probably, what, three weeks prior to that? Yeah. And he's just a freak. Yeah. I love seeing a homegrown guy, too. Yeah, The guy that gets drafted by his team. It sticks with cl- it. Cl- uh, climbs the ranks, and he kind of finally, they get over the hump. No, absolutely. You have to feel good for them
2: and to go that well from the free throw line too which which tells us it's not just physical that's a mental kind of like oh, acuity yeah. right there he, mm-hmm. he right? dialed it in he dialed yeah. it in and good for him <laughs> that's a Those
1: scary people. place for him <laughs> yeah. it really yeah. is
2: yeah yeah, they no, should have started no counting the other direction. I,
1: I think after yeah, a certain time, he got eventually. used to
2: the counting down. I'm like, you guys got to throw in some letters yeah. in there. You got to switch up the border. <laughs> like, one, two, three, seven, blue, and just like confusing because he got used to it. By 11, yeah. let the ball go, and then that was his yeah, rhythm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, was, so are you saying that you were happier to see Giannis get his ring as opposed to Chris Paul?
2: Ah, see, that's the thing. I really wanted Chris Paul to get his chip, but I think – for yeah. me personally, Chris Paul's legacy has been engraved. It's already solidified. There's nothing you can do to tarnish it. It's all. It's a nice button for him to, to get that. You mm-hmm. know, don't get me wrong, um, but yeah like I, I, I switched because I definitely was I was really kind of rooting for that Devin Booker led because I've been preaching the word of Deb, Devin Booker for a while I've been saying oh, Devin yeah. Booker over Donovan Mitchell that's been my thing I've been starting those conversations everywhere I could possibly so to see him kind of actualize himself and become the player that he could like potentially could be in a couple of years it was mm-hmm. great and I was like oh I'm sold on this Monty Scott coached team too I'm like let's do this but I yeah. at a certain time I read the tea leaves and I was like okay this is also a Giannis uh, tribute to his family and like championships and hard work and perseverance so I'm like I'll go with this either way like it wasn't as lo- for me as long as the nets were out i was fine Nets and clippers as long as those two teams didn't make the finals yeah i was couldn't agree fine. more
1: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> couldn't agree yeah. more yeah,
2: yeah man. so yeah that was just my thing i just have just too much negativity for those two squads so anything else i was just like it's just varying degrees of like how much are you care for this championship i feel
0: yeah man and that was i mean that was obviously a lot of people that were calling the nets to make the finals and the same thing with with the clippers as well um it was either clippers or lakers so i think that really to have the bucks and the suns in the finals i think it was fantastic for the nba yeah so even refreshing. though i gonna yeah. save
2: in the final four right just to see yeah just to see the the, the talent that spread across this entire league and all the people who's like oh it's not big market shut up you don't like basketball just i <laughs> mean
0: man like it was Kind of close for it to being Atlanta Phoenix, and that would have been fucking
2: wild. That would have been a Trey Young led team in the finals before Luca. That would have been it. it, Like all the writers were just like, "Oh, I'm getting ready to write this article," you know? Yeah. Just pull up that old tweet from 2000 whatever, and be like, "I told you." But like, either way, (laughs) it it was fun. It was fantastic. This was a good playoffs, despite injuries. But like, it was a good playoffs to watch. It was enjoyable
0: absolutely well now that the playoffs are over and uh off-season uh acquisitions are, are rolling in and and let's just, i guess we should start with the draft and and kind of break that down and that's something that i've been waiting to talk to you about this yeah. as well and just get your takes on this um obviously starting off you know with the first you know Cade cunningham he's a clear-cut first is he yeah. not
2: um See, that's, that's the interesting question. It Was Kay, uh, uh an obvious choice? I feel like, you know, Jalen Green would say, hey, if I played in college and played this kind of systems basketball, you would have given me more uh, credit for the points I scored because he was playing against men in a real league for a bit. So, like, a lot of that stuff you have to kind of analyze and figure it out. So, I think mm-hmm. it'd go either way, to be honest. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on Cade Cunningham, definitely. Just, you know. Throwing so many different names and people around about who he could pot- potentially be as far as ceilings and also floors, it's hard. It's hard for a player like that to kind of actualize and find them, especially in a system that is a Dwayne Casey led system where he's not even going to bring up the ball that much. It's going to be kind of spread up opportunities. So it's going to be interesting. They also got Luca Garza, which is a sneaky good pick that I think yeah. a lot of people are kind of uh yeah are, are, he flew are under are the radar about. yeah because yeah. I'm like that boy big and he can shoot. Why are more people t-? like I know defensively that might be an issue, but like let's talk about that later. Like that's that's a grown man right there. Do you think um, it was
0: because he was just old? Like he's just too
2: old, or four-year four players? Yeah, four-year players don't get that much respect nowadays. Like, I know that's mm. the way it used to be, where it's like, wow, this person's great. It's a good college system, but now we're just like, no, get out of there. You're one-year. <laughs> don't don't waste your time. Don't get injured. <laughs> no yeah, Achilles please. Yeah.
0: Um, so if you were to look at Cade Cunningham, what 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 would you say? What kind of player does he remind you of?
2: Um. It's it's hard. I, I don't want to say Grant Hill. I don't want to say Grant Hill because there's a lot of like there is a lot of playmaking. I've maybe heard like that. A, Yeah, I I would say Penny Hardaway. I think that could be like his best thing. A nice mm. you know a tall big man who can carry the ball, good on pick and rolls. Uh, might not have that shot right away, but that's something that eventually that will come. You know, as reps come in and you're shooting at a different three point line and getting that muscle memory and all that stuff getting to go. But absolutely, yeah, I think I think maybe a Penny Hardaway with uh, with. Dare I? I know people hate this this phrase, but with a higher motor, I always like to say. I, I got called out on my last spot for saying high oh, motor man. way too much, but I, he truly does have a high motor. I feel
1: like he's kind of yeah. like there well, is I'm a like, guy with a high motor, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's physicality, the league year after year, these rookies are becoming you know actual stars are right away. Like they're hitting the ground running, bigger and bigger and better and better. And I think yeah. a player like that has some of that old school kind of flair to him, but like. You could just run out the gym. <laughs>
0: yeah, you could run out for the gym real. if he wants to. Well, Mike here, being a Pistons fan, uh, I feel that you were pretty pleased with that. Uh, yeah, that lottery.
1: Considering he was a consensus pick, like you said, Green. As the draft day came and kind of got a little more familiar with it, like you said, I thought there might be a little bit, but day or two, and you knew it was going to be Cade.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm happy. I like hearing the Grant Hill comparison too. That'd yeah. be That'd be spectacular. That's your boy.
2: That would be great. You know, bring back Grant Hill to Detroit. You know, but this time get a healthy one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no kidding.
0: And then so yeah, obviously Jalen Green. I think that I think that's a perfect fit for um for the Houston Rockets. And yeah. I think that I think that you know that's exactly <sighs> what they needed with losing. I losing still Harden. think
2: they should have went Evan Mobley. I don't know. Like, get Do Evan you? yeah, you start Evan Mobley, and then you also got Christian Wood up front. Like I, I don't know. I feel yeah. like with John Wall, it's not going to really work out, especially because they're like the same size, and they both are like primarily ball like primary ball handlers. Like it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, well, you can't really trade Wall because that's a $44 million contract. Yeah, so that's just kind of sitting there. So, nobody wants that. So I don't know what's going to happen over there. So.
0: It is interesting, but like it's the same sort of thing where it's just like you look at Houston and it's like okay yeah, but they got Christian Wood, and then you look at Cleveland, and it's like yeah, but then they end up sticking with Jared Allen Jared too. Allen. So it's so like, now it's like what do you how do you where did know. Evan Mo, where was Evan Mobley supposed to fit? I would have yeah. fucking loved it. loved him on fully. the Raptors. Yeah, <laughs> we would have loved that, but we all oh, know that went in a different so fucking close. direction. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, no, I guess it does make sense. I mean, like if, if Evan Mobley's falling to number three, uh, if you're Cleveland, you, you gotta take him. Like that,
2: I don't know. I I, I, don't, I just don't understand what the Cleveland. Because I, I I don't know. I think Cleveland wasted the best years of LeBron's life, and they're going to do that with all these young talents. Their Colin Sextons, your Isaac Okoros, yeah, uh, your Garland. Garland. They're going to they're going to waste all those guys' youths, and eventually, when all those players get traded to new teams, we're going to actually see how good they are and what they can contribute. Because like they they're doing great. It's just that you're in the city of cleveland no one gives a damn what's going on there's no structure to what's supposed to happen and you have a a terrible front office and that just spills down <laughs> the entire way through a franchise
0: yeah absolutely and i mean like they it really have to take like a generational player to come back like something like a like mm-hmm. i just don't ever think you're ever going to get a lebron that comes through cleveland again like like yeah, a, I, like, a, like an akron talent that ends up being drafted by cleveland like it's a don't think it's hard to fill that unless it's brawny (laughs) yeah
2: i just don't see free agency anyone going to cleveland actively you know it's like mm, who's there no one else you're jared allen unless you're fucking jared allen (laughs) yeah
0: and so i don't know and then i don't know what they're doing with kevin love but um i mean that's cleveland's problem i i quite quite frankly don't give a shit um but then yes i and then we we talk about our our beloved raptors and i i gotta say like when it had like i was just waiting there i just wanted to watch and make sure like we i remember we were recording just before the draft and I was like okay and i think i said it at the end of our last episode i'm like oh okay we gotta sign off here and go watch the raptors draft jalen Suggs," mm-hmm. um and that uh it did not happen no. and they went they went with uh scotty bards
1: we thought that was a guaranteed lock too. we thought it, like was, it was a so great consolation yeah. fucking prize guaranteed
0: And like man, and then like I've bird and I, we've talked a lot about this, and you know I at at first very upset, livid because I'm just like like you're supposed to take the best player that is on the board, and that to me I thought was Suggs, Scotty Barnes apparently was what they were thinking of going with, and it does make sense because they are looking for more of like a four, right? Mm -hmm. So like. It, it it does kind of make sense, but for me, it's been hard getting over the fact that, yes, we took a very good – he has the potential to be a very, very good role player, a good glue guy, as opposed to uh, like almost a certifiable franchise player. Do you think that uh, we made the right choice?
2: Um, I think jury's out. I think jury's out. I, I too, felt the same way because I was going through <clears> – <throat> With Mobley's uh, Green and Suggs, it was all like starter Pokemon in my brain. And I was like, all right, we're not going to get the Trimander. We might not get the, the Squirtle, <laughs> yeah. but we might get at yeah. least, you know, uh, Bulbasaur out here. And yeah, That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was Jalen <laughs> Suggs for me. I, I never really yeah. wanted Jalen Suggs. I was like, ah, he's kind of understyled, but he's got, you know, he's a good shooter, whatever, good defense. That's I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. take, I'll learn to eventually like my my my, my Pokemon here. But then mm-hmm. that Scotty Barnes kind of like really felt weird. And I was like, huh. And I, you know the the instant fandom in you wanted to be like, what the fuck is this? Because like after the year we've had, is Scotty Barnes the best thing for a four? If that was a seventh pick. I feel no ways. So I feel like, oh yeah, great, great player. Yeah. Add this to the team defense. You know, one what's one more year? Who cares? Mm-hmm. But just what the, the 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 Raptor fandom has gone through with Tampa Bay and losing Kyle Lowry and not knowing. You know where this franchise is kind of going. Not even having Masai as yeah. you know, signed up yet, it felt like there was a lot of like anxiety and tension going on through all these like uncertain things. And just have one more uncertain thing thrown into the pot, it kind of confused me. But uh, you know, looking at a lot of what Scotty Barnes did, uh, does, and you know did before it's like i get it i get where we're kind of going with this and i, I, know, heard, I totally understand yeah that. and i and i heard from some people because i was in a couple of twitter spaces afterwards talking to like mm-hmm. different people and there was somebody with like somebody who worked within the the thing and they, they had like jalen Suggs's workout was trash
3: it was that's, trash for
2: the raptors that's what i men- yeah mentally checked out missing shots trying to reschedule things it was all fucked up and i was like yeah but was he throwing that was that something? Because like I, I just, I just don't know if you could just throw everything into the basket of we had a bad workout. I'm like, well, he also has, you know, kind of a resume, but you can also say that he was on a Gonzaga team that didn't play anybody that, that good, and you know, uh, Florida State is in a better conference than Gonzaga, so there's a lot of these different things where you have to compare apples and oranges and whatnot. But Scotty Barnes wants to be here. He wants to be. Scotty here. He wants Barnes wants to play, and
0: that's, yeah, that's 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 my, how much we know is yeah. that he wants to be here. He wants the hustle, and apparently, Bobby Webster has been watching this kid since he was like 15, 16 years old.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so at the end of the day, you have a, you know, if you have that kind of knowledge, intimate knowledge of a player and what they can be, I'm fully on board to once again, trust Masai because now we at least have Masai back. So I'm like, all right, at least the sun's not setting on the Raptors, you know, empire. And
1: That's and exactly how we felt too. Because right?
2: at first I'm just like, is is Masai checked out here? Is he like, just like, he gonna, yeah, why? did he make that decision? Like, I think he would made it have been there.
0: He was on small. Was he in the breaker? room? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I remember draft night. Like uh, Jesse, he like he talked me down a lot too. And uh, like, and I know you've looked into Scotty Barnes a lot, Jesse. Uh, what, what insights do you have? And what are some of the things that you were able to talk talk me down off the ledge? And uh, maybe any other Raptors fans that are listening to this, like what's what's your take on Scotty Barnes and if we made the right decision? You know, with what we've seen, with maybe a day into the summer league,
3: uh, he had a good uh, a good debut. I thought. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, um, I'll take so did and Suggs
3: 10. though. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, so, so that did high Randall. motor. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry, <laughs> Oh man, it's tough. But yeah, that uh, that high motor that you were talking about and energy and confidence and positivity, and I think that's something that Raptors fans can really gravitate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the defense, it was as advertised. You know what I mean. I mean, he was missing shots, but I think we were expecting that. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, it was super solid. I can see why the Raptors went with him. I mean, if the if the workout was trash from Suggs, like, I th- you know, first impressions are everything, right? Yeah. Uh, that was, probably wasn't a good look. I don't know. He also fits yeah. the team need better, right? Mm-hmm. He can guard all positions. So I was, something- I was super stoked on him. Yeah, I might have been the only one at the time, but
0: (laughs) yeah, well, I just think we were all just ready for them uh, for silver just to be like Jalen Suggs and then Jalen Suggs Mm -hmm. would come up and he would put on the Raptors hat. But it was just like I was for a second. I just I just blanked and I'm like, oh, yeah, Scotty Barnes. Like I like I thought that he would be I thought he'd go five to seven. I just didn't think he'd actually jump. I think he
3: was going to he was supposed to go five. And from what I heard, they couldn't get a deal done with Orlando to swap the pick for whatever reason. And they were afraid if they swapped with the Thunder uh, that he would have been taken already. So yeah. they didn't want to make the gamble.
0: And so here's one thing that I don't understand is that if if Jalen Suggs was to, you know, quote unquote, throw the, the workout with the Raptors your next option is orlando like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fucking orlando and mm-hmm. it's already littered with guards yeah. so it's sort of like like what what were you trying to throw then that's it's why just, i don't I, really know if i understand that narrative
3: maybe he thought he was going third second i don't know
2: I, I i always find this like do NBA players or just americans in general just hate canada that much they're like i'd rather play and live in orlando florida <laughs> then go to toronto canada and play for these is no tax i guess yeah. Yeah.
3: has entered the chat oh my yeah. god
2: <laughs> i just like we were going to trade you shut your mouth don't ruin like your trade <laughs> value don't make us yeah. desperate and let us get our uh our stuff from um Dal- the dallas mavericks what's the center Will- Willie Colleystein stein let us get our Willie collie stein and go like don't no like, shut- give me powell Give me pal. Give me both. I I want both for that 20 mil contract. I want both of those. I want a starter and a guy to back up the starter.
0: It's funny because like, man, I just love getting caught up in all these rumors going on in the offseason. And uh, I've, I mean, I'm a part of a few Dallas Mavericks fan groups just because like we had uh, we had Maurice Ager on the show and uh, would try and plug uh, his episode in on some Dallas Mavericks fan groups. And uh, and then and so I, I always like to ch- like chirp on conversation a little bit, just not being an actual Mavericks fan or or, or whatever fan. And there's someone that posted the idea of uh, Chris Stapp's Perzingis and Powell uh, for Pascal Siakam.
3: I'm good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, not not, not big on the unicorn. No. Yeah. No,
2: not at all. I, I don't I'm just not too excited about big men who don't want to be big men. Like I'm too old school. Yeah. I'm like you gotta bang if you want some threes, by all and get your threes on, but bang. Go down low and bang and knock somebody out and get a layup or right here, like here and there.
0: I like, mean, like he showed flashes of that in, in New York, but it's just that's not, not him anymore. Just,
2: oh my goodness. It's it's so crazy to see like the the rising wave up and down of that guy's career, the trajectory. It's just so odd. You can't really place it like what exactly is happening. I think he just mm-hmm. likes being like um a star and being like fanned and flamed, and the people just like loving him up. Because once Luka came, That's he was exactly. like, Whoa, he lost, he like you know, Tinkerbell. Like, no one believed in him anymore, and he couldn't fly Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for So real. true. That's say Put it to a T there. Yeah.
0: And I mean, like, I've seen a lot of rumors about getting, like, KP and then, like, and this, just forget about KP and, and whatever Goran Dragic, whether or not he stays or for getting rid of him. But just all this circulation about Pascal Siakam and that we're, you know, where's he going to end up? Is he going to be a Clipper? Is he going to Portland? Is he Golden State? Is he staying with the Raptors? And I'm like, Sacramento. Sacramento. That's another that's one. Big one. He's not fucking going anywhere. I'm going to say that right now. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't think they're actually going to trade him. I don't think that there's, you know, we're going to be able to get enough for him. And it also does really make sense to trade someone that just had like, yeah, sure. You had a bad season playing in a town. Like you, like you played uh, like all road games, obviously, yeah. like Tampa wasn't your home. And so, yeah, he had a bit of a bad season. There was, it was messed up, all the COVID protocols and everything. And just before that, he secured his bag with us. So after having just one off year, like it was pretty weird just to get rid of him. Yeah, like I, I just don't think that and a lot of people think that his stock has dropped and 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 that we they don't have to give up much for him. But I, do, I don't know. I don't think I don't think we move him.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think you should punish Pascal Siakam for your um, for people perceiving him higher than he ever was. I think he was always solid and what he did was tremendous and it took tremendous focus. In those playoff mm-hmm. games especially in a finals thing to like to to play as well as he did and do all the things that he did it was great so for them Absolutely. to be like he's supposed to be like dead i'm like no he doesn't have to be that no mm-hmm. not everyone has to be that he could be pascal siakam and, and give us you know solid 25 point per production every 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 night out there and he doesn't get that many off season like even this he doesn't have an off season this year with an injury so he was playing with something bugging him the entire time so like there's so many different factors where it's like Give him some space. Give him some time. He's very young. We'll figure this out. I'm I'm, I'm not ready Absolutely. to let go of Pascal Siakam. I'm glad I'm glad you're on board with that.
0: Yeah, and I and like and for what? Like you look at some of these trade packages. Like especially if you're gonna if he's gonna get shipped over to Sacramento, really. dear I, I, I want. I want yeah, Fox. Fox or Bagley. Like I want both. <laughs> give me both. I want both. <laughs> and those are players that they're not going to part with, right? Golden State. The what? Like Wiseman and Wiggins. No, no, thank you. Like, I don't. Yeah.
2: Yeah. People play 2K too much and then they try to bring that into real life. I'm like, you don't have to keep (laughs) doing that. Yeah, you can't force trades like you can in 2K. Yeah, trade finder. (laughs) You can't just do that with Pascals. Yeah, It has to make sense.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, I think he stays. I don't know. Jesse, what do you think?
3: Yeah, he's probably going to stay, I think. There's not a trade out there that really makes sense. And, like, if you're going to trade him, why are you trading him at his lowest value, right? Like, you're going to want to build him back up. And if the trade of is course. going to happen, that's when you make it, right? It's not going to happen now. No, but no, I think they keep him anyways. Like he's yeah. a he's a Maasai kind of guy. Yeah. Fits the absolutely. Team. And you know what?
0: I mean, now that the like the dust has kind of settled for us, I don't think that you know, unless we do something with Goran Dragic, um, then I I think our team is pretty much set. And you know what? to be completely honest i'm i'm all, obviously i'm always excited but this year I'm, I'm definitely more excited to see some of these young guns really coming in their own see if you know malachi flynn can actually yeah. you know be that guard off the bench um see how gary trent jr actually fits more into his role and you know is, you know boucher is just you know still going to elevate his game as well and and uh, even just have some pieces that want to be there like I, I love that Kember signing sure he got a bit yeah. much but like yo I, i'm down for birch
2: yeah I'm also yeah. excited for it to see what Precious can do, too. I think having Precious. those long arms, just a body. That's I really know.
0: what we were looking for. Yeah. yeah,
2: we we needed that. We had Aaron Baines who just, like, could not score around the rim and just, <sighs> just getting Baines. in the way of, oh, man. He's just
0: constantly, your entire life is just getting bodied. Like, it's, it's just, <laughs> just like day in and day out, you just suck.
2: It just made <sighs> no sense for the, the Alex Lennon and Aaron Baines. I'm like, do you think picking up the trash from Phoenix would help the team? Yeah, right. Like, they threw those away because it Phoenix didn't work. Phoenix hasn't for made the them. playoff in
0: years. Yeah,
2: so getting the <laughs> one-two They're combo the of those two—I
1: <laughs> don't <laughs> oh know. God,
0: it's gross. Yeah, man. So I'm—I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm excited. I'm just excited to see all these pieces kind of kind of fit. And you know, even if Goran Dragic stays, I don't like him as a player. Um, I just you know I, I've never really just been a fan of his. Um, but I mean, when you look at the stats, we're not giving up too much. When it comes to like just cold hard stats from Lowry to Goron. Like there obviously is a huge difference, but like it's really not that big. I think it's I think he's a great
2: guy to come off the bench. He, he can be. He honestly can be. And I, I he has an upside to him. He has a very he is a very it's funny enough, he has a very Kyle Lowry kind of energy in a lot of ways where he's just kind of goes around on the pass, real good on a pick and roll, knows how to keep a guy on his hip the entire time. Mm-hmm. He knows how to he's a smart player. And he and he has to to be that smart player because he you know, you physically he's not the most athletic player out there. But he no. makes a lot of good smart plays, can hit a, a very well-timed three point shot to kind of switch momentums. Uh, so And he's also left-handed. So that's also great to have another left-handed player on the team. You know, It, yeah, it, it kind of switches Always. things up. It switches things up, especially on defenses. So it'll be interesting to see what he does, even though he doesn't want to be here. Uh, well, he's come
0: back out after after making those comments and yeah. uh, kind of retracted those statements or saying that it was taken out of concert. Uh,
2: I, yeah, I hope it was a loss in translation moment. I really do. Like, yeah. I really hope whatever it was in Slovenia, it just didn't translate well. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, a bold
1: hurt my statement. Feet. Yeah.
0: yeah. It was a bit much. And then, like, I I like I read the article after because he just wanted to clear the air. And it's just like, you have to understand, like, I've spent the last seven years in Miami. Um, you know, we were very close to winning a championship. And this is where my kids are going to school and whatnot. So, yeah, I am sad to be traded, you know, from a place that I've called home for the last seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know nothing but great things about Toronto. Um, but so I definitely think it was something that was just taken a little bit more out of context. Mm-hmm. And uh, just reading the articles after about him and how he cleared the air, um, I, I think that he could be – a good asset up until maybe the trade deadline, uh, and then we give them to a team that's actually trying to make a, a championship run. But mm-hmm. I honestly think, like, man, it's good that the Raptors didn't go out and try and sign someone. And then, I, obviously, I trust in Masai and Bobby. And you look at a, you look around the East, and teams are just beefing up. Like, I mean, you, you talk about Chicago and New York, and then and then obviously you look at the Nets and Milwaukee's obviously going to try and run it back. Where it's just like and the Hawks are also going to be good too. Yeah. Where it's like it doesn't look like our time no. to
2: strike
3: no
2: uh, i'm not, i'm not completely sold on some of these like big team ups like that chicago one looks great but i'm like i don't know I don't know I I'm with Josh
3: and I were talking about this. Yeah. Like, I like it. I, Dude, like it. I don't know why, that's, but I like yeah, it.
1: I, I told you I didn't like it either, right? Yeah, I, I just, like the way no. it's a lot of money for a lot of individuals that yeah, really I just like, don't know how that's gonna gel. And yeah, look at. We'll a lot see. of scores. We'll that, that could be a nightmare, quick. Watch. Yeah. Like yep.
2: I know it's, it's what's his name? Um not Brooks. What's the coach? Bill Donovan. He likes to do like the three guard kind of lineup. so I'm like, okay, so you're gonna have three guards out there. You have to Rosen, who had a sneaky good year last season as a playmaker and ball handle. So once again, how do you think this should have been an all star? I'm sorry, (laughs) Conley, but
0: like, man, that should have been DeRozans. Oh,
2: 1000 percent, 1000 percent. But I just don't see that team coming together in a significant way to actually make severe damage in the league. Like, I think playing tournament for sure. Like, that's going to happen. But like, are they going to go past higher than seven? I don't think so.
3: I was going to say ceiling might be six seed second round i mean i don't like disagree that. with that but i'm it. just
0: excited to see them actually be in the mix now i mean because everyone yeah, forgets sure. that they picked up uh vucevic at the yeah. at the trade deadline so it's like and then and then you have like yo honestly caruso is great off the bench and then you if you i guess if you got white and caruso as your guards off the bench that's not bad and then i guess i mean are they going to keep laurie marketing i don't think that they're done I know, yet. yeah uh, i so think that
1: might be
2: he's gone right
1: yeah, he was part of the trade, right? Nope. for the no, not trade. For I don't think he was though. part nope. of the
2: trade, but I think he's like they're like they're going to leave that on the floor. Like I yeah, I are
1: going to pick him up.
0: I think he's looking at a couple other different options right now. Got so, um, so yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, like, I, I haven't seen enough of him yet to really get excited on Lori Markkinen. Um, <laughs> he just doesn't, he doesn't stay healthy. Um, I know that's been an issue for him. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm the Bulls, man. The Bulls, I'm fucking excited for them, man. And it's just, it's just, I'm, I'm excited just to see Levine and and DeRozan work together, and then Lonzo Ball just tossing them lobs. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun <laughs> to watch them. Um, sure, they, they, they might not be more than a 500, 500 team, but in the East that's pretty good that's enough yeah that's that's like your knicks (laughs) the four seats so uh but speaking of which i mean like we were talking more about uh the knicks and and bulls i guess jesse and i were uh discussing that and who's gonna have the better season and uh man Mm. liking the knicks too yeah Knicks look fun
2: I think it might be the Knicks. If you're going to talk about who's going to have a better team, because yeah, they pretty much brought everyone back on added new pieces. Like, don't get me wrong. Evan Fournier is a good basketball player, but he's he's not going to do it for you. Uh, but Campbell no. Walker, I still think Campbell Walker has a lot to give. And I'm That's I don't want under- to bargain. Yeah, for OKC, I don't know what they're kind of doing. Just letting a player like that just go. Um, they have I don't know they're trying to win a championship we joked out on our pod like they're trying to win the 2072 championship like they're yeah. just so far in the future <laughs> yeah. they don't give a damn so no no it, no, no yeah and Kemba back in, in New York I feel like it's gonna I think it's once again it's just good for the city I think it's gonna be good for Nick fans which I'm like I have a soft spot for Nick fans and I see a lot of parallels when it comes to Nick fans and Raptor fans of just what what you have to go through as a franchise you just have to root for this team regardless and this is what you get and
0: we both uh, had to deal with Bargnani yeah, it's like <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's been tough for both of us, man. I get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, we both. Honestly, if Bargnani was around now, ooh, he'd be scoring oh, some man. buckets. He was just before sh- his time. He was just shooting a, bit before shoot a his bunch time. of threes. Don't grab a rebound. He would have loved it. He would have know, been way better. So than So many players dentist. like that th- these
0: days. <laughs> but man, yeah, it's. Uh yeah i'm i'm really excited to see the Knicks. you know i know fournier he can he can be a nice piece you know it's not really who you're really you're know, looking yeah. for on, in free agency but it definitely can not help a team but yeah getting kemba walker i think that's pretty huge and bringing yeah. back all those people uh you know if you can keep mitchell robinson uh, healthy as well and you know that's one thing too is that that was a pretty healthy squad you didn't have a whole lot of injuries minus that like julius yeah. Randle played the entire season and he was very healthy and had a standout year um and then you know just to see some of their their younger players hopefully. Hopefully now it's like they're in year two or three, or then like starting to really develop. Like you look at Knox, or you know maybe Obi Top, and might start getting some more playing yeah. time quickly. And,
3: and quickly, quickly too, yeah, man.
0: quickly. And you know Tibbs is tough on on rookies, and so now and now that you know they're into their second season, they might start seeing a little bit more playing time. And you got Rose back as well. Where it's just like, damn, man, this is gonna be a fun, fun squad to watch again.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, adding another just uh, all star person on your squad to kind of just hold down the fort, and not just have mm-hmm. rows with a whole bunch of young guys. It's going to add and everyone gets an extra year of just veteran kind of thing, because like that's the nature of it. When you keep playing, you add more just, you know, uh, you've just been there before. And I think just one more time with that squad running it back with those pieces, they can, you know, make some big noise in the Eastern Conference
0: absolutely um one of the teams that i i, I think are definitely going to fall a bit um and i'm happy to see it is boston i just i don't <laughs> i don't know what's going on there it looks Ooh. like it's just they got al horford back <laughs> things are fucking great like fucking al horford's like i don't want to be here so it's, man it's just i'd love to see him do bad but like it, it just seems now like it's just fucking tatum and, and and brown and smart's just like what up every now and then but
2: yes, yeah, yeah. it's, it's it's not, yeah. I don't know what you know. As this first uh, order of business, uh, Brad Stevens brings in uh, Al Horford. Like that's gonna and gets rid of Kemba. Like like that was the problem. <laughs> that was not the problem. There was so many other things to address. And it was interesting that they went that direction. And yeah, they're just. And they, I think now they're getting Dennis Schroeder on like a five mil or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's is that it's just like, in. I, it, I think it's like in the works. Like it's like after you know denying the eighty-four million from the Lakers, now this is what he's picking up. So it's going to be interesting oh, to see. That's forty-five that minutes ago. Yeah, Ooh. that's a bad fumble.
1: What did they offer him originally, the Lake? Uh, I think it was four was years 90? eighty-four. Oh god, yeah, that hurts. Yeah, yeah, something like that.
2: And now he got a fi- one-year five. So it's like,
1: oh, oh, that was like the same thing Ooh. that happened. I was reading that with Nerlens Noel. He was offered that by the yeah. Mavs like last year, the year before. Turned it down and he'd been playing for peanuts. He signed a little ticket with the Knicks though. This a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little bit
2: here and there. But it's it's literally like deal or no deal. Just when the banker offers you some of that money, sometimes you just gotta do it. Like and fire your agent immediately afterwards because (laughs) clearly they don't they're not telling you the real thing, like about what you're worth in this
0: league. Yeah no kidding I mean like one of the stories and just not to bring it back to the Bulls again but like to see Lonzo Ball um, get his bag and and, and oh, you yeah. know jump jump on board with uh, with Rich Paul as well and, and Rich Paul having to work out that deal for him and I think it's uh, I think that's sort of special and you know uh, to, to be able to kind of believe in yourself and you know bet on yourself as well so yeah. it is it is great to see you know that happen to players and then it's very unfortunate for people
1: like I you. know you risk it though like, yes. it's so crazy yeah. to decide you're going to turn it down I just, like I love it. 70, 80, 90 but like who did that? Tobias Harris did that with the Clippers. They offered him like four or five years, $80 million, yeah, But then it worked played out Played it out, him. and then he got a max deal with yeah. Philly for 180 So
2: <laughs> Tobias Harris max deal. That's always <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Glad it's not the Pistons game, man. Oh,
2: man. Yeah. No um, kidding. He's a good player, but who? Max, I don't know. Ooh.
0: Uh, well, speaking of Philly, um, I guess there's a lot of question marks still happening still floating around that uh, that organization and what the actual fuck is gonna happen with old Benji. but uh, but man, like Simmons, uh first of all i'd never want to see him in a raptors uniform and I, i'm not going to say that but like you know he's just made it very clear that he does not want to be a part yeah. of this circumstance and uh same thing with portland and i'm like you're not in a very good circumstance yeah. your fucking self all right <laughs> like nobody wants you because you can't shoot and you got a bad attitude and uh not really that good of a work ethic so i don't know i'm i'm interested to see what happens with him because he gone
2: yeah, he's gone. And yeah, not responding to anyone's like text message. And for him to say like yeah. I want to I wanna be part of the Raptors, I'm like, you fuck, this would have been in the best place for you. We would have been so goddamn supportive of your ass. We would've oh, helped yeah. you figure it out. You play on that team, you learn how to play defense within this confines of like our system, and we find plays for you. We find so many great plays for you. Are you kidding me? I'm like like you know what? Say love V, say love V. But I also I have a soft spot for him because like also Philly, this is your fault this is the entire franchise throwing everything at him at the end of this whole thing not really working with him to get you know, to, to to develop his game, and then Doc Rivers to say like, well, I don't know if he you know belongs on a starting team. Like all these things played into what happens, and you, you know, the chickens came home to roost. And this yeah. is exactly what this is going through. So I don't know what's gonna happen. I think he's probably gonna miss like training camp because Daryl Morey's out here making up like crazy trades, and people are like, what are you talking about? No, that's not what <laughs> that's so not ridiculous. what he's worth. Like what are you talking about? So oh, man. it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. You know
1: yeah mm-hmm. what was the one that was uh mentioned like to 50 Golden picks State? four firsts and wiseman or something something ridiculous i don't yeah. know
0: it was uh, i'm pretty sure it was gold. It's. it's been everyone it's been the it's and the raptors too like we've gotten some ridiculous trades as well i mean i've heard people be like ben simmons for pascal siakam straight up i would not do that
2: yeah but that is more human than the one that like the more was it was more was like stupid it was like OG uh kyle and like what other players too and i was like for yeah. that no our on. whole
3: core and like yeah. five firsts or something yeah and it's like, <laughs> like okay
2: for ben but yeah uh, no nah. this is a fake trade this is a prank where's ashton like it didn't make so, any right. fucking sense
3: this is very 2k
0: yeah it so felt where- <laughs> 2k so where does where does ben simmons end up
2: where does uh, that guy go i have no idea i have no i see it working out rajon rondo which is interesting so i'm like i don't even know Ray yeah John's that guy name. does
1: not have a shot like, yeah so why are you two guys why? working on their three
3: they're draining yeah. buckets man what do yeah. you mean
1: yeah they showed two in a row <laughs> and the everything video? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah
3: their, their video cut <laughs> 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 the short video <laughs> wasn't those five true. minutes spent <laughs> it was real it was, a real, it was a real threes they were like <laughs> no
2: but i don't know it's interesting i feel like he needs to like i know everyone's talking about he's using the wrong hand to shoot but i'd be i would love to see what happens if he tries to shoot with his right hand because like he's part of those players who are like semi ambidextrous where they can do a lot of different things with different hands i kind of have that like i dribble with my left hand and shoot with my right hand so like my body's really weirded out like hockey left-handed baseball right-handed so i get what what what's going on there and trying to figure out what feels more comfortable but he might actually be a right-handed shooter. Worked for Tristan Thompson to kind of develop that later in his game and upped his free throw percentage by a little bit. But him, it's a, it's a lot of mental stuff because he shot. He shot in LSU. He used to get that little you know, uh, bunny around the around the elbow here and there. Yeah. That was like his bread and butter. So for him not to shoot it, it's like the same thing uh, Markel Fultz went through. Like that Philly fandom yeah. sucks. It's a, it's a, They're not good. They're oh. not nice. They're not supportive. No. That's they're not brutal. a place to grow. So he's got to get yeah. out of there.
0: Absolutely. And it's just, I don't know where that is. Like, I don't know. I honestly, I think actually like the best fit for him. And I think I've said this to you is that uh, it's, it, it does seem like it's golden state. Mm. Um, I do think that he, and he's not playing point guard, but he would, you know, to have, he a, doesn't have to shoot. Yeah, he doesn't okay. have to shoot and you know to be able to draw attention you know at the three or the four and uh, be able to facilitate to Stephen clay i mean like and to have that big man that can hold that can handle the ball and and crash as well like i i definitely think him and draymond could, could go really well see, um see,
2: that's the thing like what do you trade for then so is that a wiggins kind of move or do you move uh Wivesman too or do you move even um what's his name uh draymond like how how yeah. do you kind of facilitate that how do you figure that out
0: Oh, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's the question.
1: I swear it would take all of them. Yeah. The asking price. Yeah. who no they kidding. pick? Kaminga. Kaminga would have to be packaged. He'd there. have to
2: be packaged. He looking yeah. great.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's a huge question mark. I really don't know where he's going to end up, but I do think that the best fit would be, um, would be golden state. Yeah. and uh you know and I, I and i i hope i hope it works out for him you you don't want to see any 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 player sort of fail especially when when he has that kind of talent and i yeah. uh, just want to see them play healthy and, and figure shit out and just be happy and then that's when you have the most fun basketball so um but yeah i really hope uh really hope that um that works out for him uh one more team i do want to talk to uh, talk about um in the east is uh i want to talk about the washington wizards uh, i never <laughs> thought i'd actually say the next, that the next big three the big three I, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the it's like the 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 medium seven that they have. Like it's it's it's, it's weird, but they like. Yeah. I think it. I think this off season really fucking worked out for them. You know, just for being in this in the kind of spot that they are. I mean, you went from just having just Beale and Russell Westbrook, but now you have beal who is going to stay and a bunch of pieces that he can work with that he hasn't really had before mm. am i wrong by saying that because i like as much as people rag on kuzma i don't think he is a decent fucking player like he's not yeah. bad he's never had a chance to really shine um and then you get to pick up people like spencer dinwood you get mantras harrell as well and then even kcp even though i'm not big on him like he can yeah. you know play play a good role um and so, yeah, I, I honestly think that you know they had a pretty decent offseason.
2: It's pretty sneaky. It's pretty sneaky. It's great, but one of the biggest problems with Washington and it happened all last season was their defense. They, you know, yeah. And bringing a player like KCP does kind of change things and kind of elevates you to a certain level. But yeah, to your point, you get a whole bunch of players who can actually shoot the ball and actually contribute offensively because they didn't have that. Once it passed down between Beal and um, and Westbrook, it was like Rui Hachimura. That's your next option. So. Rui. And so, and like as good as Rui was, it's just like he he can't, he shouldn't be your third option. So I'm interested to see what Kuzma can do unleashed, you know, being not in the spotlight anymore, not that LA kind of thing, not right behind LeBron, just completely unleashed to like do what he wants to do. And Montrezel got a fucking shitty deal over in the Lakers. I think they, it, a bad coach blames a player's, uh, like who he is and not fitting the system. And I think that's what happened where they're like, oh, we just can't fit. We just can't fit him. No, you find ways to make him fit because he is a guy who's going to like has that intensity who goes like, I'm not losing today and tries to win every single mm-hmm. battle that goes on to. Yep. And he didn't get enough minutes to shine in, in, in La La Land. And I, I wanted to see more for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's going to be it's gonna be pretty big for them over there. I think they're going to be a fun 2K team. I think that's going to be a fun to play around with and yeah. make <laughs> instant trades and move around and see what you can do with that because you have a lot of good pieces and assets. So yeah, yeah. more Absolutely. bodies on the court.
0: No, for sure. I'm definitely uh, definitely interested in that. Um, uh, we were talking about um, okay, okay. We we obviously have to talk about the Nets too, though. Like, uh, is is this going to be their year that they actually, you know, you know, put things together and have everyone healthy and then make a run for the actual uh, for the actual chip or what?
2: Uh, I hope not. Uh- <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'd be hard pressed to say no, though. They looked so good at the beginning of the playoffs, and then they got dinged up, and yeah. they still almost got there with just. Just GD. a rant, yeah. Um, and now you add Patty
2: Mills, which is like, you know, even though they're going nice. crazy in the lux, luxury tax, but like, you if you got a some chance to get Patty experience, Mills,
3: yeah. Mm hmm. Just lost Dinwiddie, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dinwiddie so was out kind of was was last year. He was right? anyways, out all year. Yeah.
2: He was only theoretically there for most of it, I feel. So, like, so to mm-hmm. see how they were playing, that's probably the level they could be at. But just, you know, adding that secondary ball handler, because once again, once Kyrie and Thing went off the bench, and then you had this you know you had to force force KD to play like 40 something minutes a game and you know uh Joe Harris wasn't really showing up it was there no. was a clear le- like you know drop in continuation of the of how well they were playing over there in Brooklyn so i think patty definitely changes the the dynamic of what it is brings championship pedigree and also just a hustler on defense who just not going to quit and just guard your your point guard and pest them up and to, you know, guard from ninety-four feet. Like that's great for them. That's a good pick.
0: And that's and that's something that they needed to um, address was their defense because their defense was obviously atrocious. But they, mm-hmm. I think, I feel like they have done that even in small ways, like picking up our boy DeAndre Bembry. Like when, like we got rid of him, and they picked him up, and that's someone like he's been known to guard some of the bigger players like on the perimeter. So I definitely think that they are starting to address some of their issues, um, yeah. except for I don't know what they're doing at the center position.
2: They, um, they lost Jeff Green too, right? Jeff Green's gone. Jeff Green's yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: he, so. he he joined uh, his uh, lookalike Jamichael in uh, in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, interesting. That's gonna be yeah. fun. Good for yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, but the yeah, greens. no. So <laughs> the greens they both kind of look the same too. It's it's yeah. it's fucking weird. Um, but yeah. So I don't know what they're gonna do in the center position because DeAndre Jordan is not your answer. He's he's a shell of himself. Uh, but you know, and Blake Griffin. too. I mean, like you, just, you, you have you don't really have anything there. So you have to figure out you know what you're gonna do in that spot. But again just another another team i'm, I'm definitely gonna watch and, and love to hate yeah
2: i find yeah. that with the, the, the lakers because i'm like that's gonna be I, it's either gonna yeah. go so well or like I, I, as any lebron led team you can't judge what happens the first half of the season to what playoffs comes to so yeah. it's gonna be an interesting journey to watch that team kind of gel and mold and them figuring each other out and like who does what and you know so that'll yeah. be interesting to see
0: yeah, let's let's jump let's jump over to the Lakers then and over to the West. Um, yeah, you're a big LeBron fan. What are your what are your initial thoughts on uh, on the Lakers, the new look Lakers?
1: I'm just hoping they stay healthy. If AD and LeBron stay healthy, then obviously the two of them they're gonna have a shot. Westbrook mixing in, I'm always questioning it. I just it's got an interesting game. He's obviously super dynamic. Can't really knock down shots though, but yeah, yeah, the three. It's a it's an awesome 300 monster. They obviously got better, but not very deep so we'll see it yeah. will come down to health with those three i'll I mean, be cheering for them. yeah i don't
0: i don't have the numbers in front of me but anytime you look at uh, like some of the superstars that um or like or even all-stars are superstars that you know lebron has joined uh, you look at their numbers before they started playing with lebron you look at dwayne wade's numbers before uh teaming up with lebron you look at chris Bosch's before teaming up with lebron um Kyrie Irvings, um Anthony Davis, you know, all the all the major players that he's teamed up with, and then and then their numbers before that, and then joining uh, or then having LeBron join, uh, instant uptick. And I definitely think like LeBron's just gonna be able to elevate Russell Westbrook's game. Efficiency wise,
1: always an uptick for sure. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, he's just taking up that Dennis Schroeder kind of spot. And Dennis Schroeder had this weird kind of thing. Well, not weird, but he would be he would be on the court after A D and LeBron did their business, and he would finally get those like uh, pick and roll screens where he would drive down and like, and he had that second unit of guys. And I'm like, I'm really interested to see Russell Westbrook with that because like you can play a Russell like even though he's 33, you could still play him X amount of minutes and he could take over games and play with a bunch of other guys and get them into it and flowing. So that's going to be interesting to see when LeBron's off the court what what Westbrook does because I think that's where it's gonna, that's where you're going to see a lot of fun stuff and him in like. What Westbrook and, and fucking uh, Mellow on the court at the same time. Like, this is yeah. right,
1: right? let well, this This
0: is
2: interesting.
1: Once again, man. let's
0: run this. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. I mean, like, and you, <laughs> Dwight Howard coming back for a third fucking time. And then fucking you,
2: cheers it. to that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> man. And you got a reason. You got fucking Wellington. It's just like, fucking, well, I don't know what's okay. going on, but I love it. I'm here yeah. for it, and I'm happy it's happening. And you know, everyone's saying, oh, they're too fucking old. And it's like, I don't know, man. These are all amazing fucking players that can still do shit and that have that veteran mindset and that pedigree and i I definitely think like man if you think that the lakers aren't going to do well uh because they're too old like you are sorely mistaken you don't watch basketball
2: yeah oh yeah they're going to make a dominant like a a definitely statement going on this season especially with like lebron changing his number i feel like once he does that he knows he has to like back it up with something so once you put it out there can't take it away
0: and especially like since the coming la like he had you know they missed the playoffs and then they won and then you know out in the first round so this year has obviously got to be a statement year for them and he knows that you know being in la that like, he's he's got to deliver and yeah. I, I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to be going to the finals unfortunately
2: yeah i can see it happening i don't like other than like what clippers or like uh, or uh, phoenix i don't think i don't see any other team really that's going to challenge them
0: I mean, Phoenix really didn't, I mean, they, they made sure that they secured Chris Paul, but yeah. they really didn't do too much else to, to kind no of bigs. help that. No bigs. no bigs. Yeah. So, I mean, that, and that's tough because you lost Sarge and I mean, like they, woohoo, you kept Kaminsky, but like, I mean, there's <laughs> really not much else to be excited about, you know, when it comes to just sort of free agents, I think they picked up Alfred Payton, but aside from that, it's sort of like, man, I mean, if you're yeah. going to try and run it back, you're going to need a little bit more help.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was really kind of sad to see. You know, I, you know, I'm happy for Chris Paul to get his coin and get that bag. But like, I get putting yeah, putting all your eggs in Chris Paul back. You had to get Chris Paul back. Like, I don't think it, this works without Chris Paul. So exactly, I understand.
0: Um, any other teams that really stand out for you in in the West?
2: Uh, Western Conference uh, Pelicans. I think they just fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just fun to watch them just. I don't know. You, you wasted a year of Stan Van Gundy's uh, career uh, to appease Zion Williamson's family. You I trade mean, away your point guard. I don't know what's going to happen. There's no real identity to that team.
1: Zion's running out of there as fast as he can. Oh yeah. Everyone goes there to die, so he's going. I think like, w- he does not want his brand hold in on. New Orleans.
0: I, I think I think Stan Van Gundy wasted a year of all those young players, you know, careers. I I, I think, think if you the, the waited,
2: I think if they gave it a like just actually bought into that system and figured it out. I think, you know, I'm not too high on Brandon Brandon Ingram. It's been documented well over time. <laughs> I, I don't think he has the upside everyone else has really? or sees. Huh. I don't think so. I think he's okay. I think, he, I think he scores those points because somebody has to do it.
1: Because <laughs> somebody I has agree. to. I agree. Somebody yeah. has to score he on a bad team one. always. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, um, so I think if they had just fixed, just give it one more year of Stan Gundy, I think they could have actually, you know, took some, did, did something. And now you got i don't know what's going on Devonte
0: graham is your yeah. point guard it's like yeah okay is he ready I, 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 is he ready well you're gonna find out i don't fucking know um and, but then you got you, you got valanchunas he definitely got stronger at the center too so it's like yeah. i don't really know what the grizzlies were doing with that i mean like i guess it was a bit of a, a pick swap as well mm-hmm. but um but yeah i mean like they're they're always just going to be an interesting team to watch and just kind of see how dysfunctional they are but you know we'll see if they can actually pull something together yeah um
1: then you got Utah and Denver that aren't sexy, but are always they had a big years last year. Maybe with Murray coming back, yeah, yeah. they might be able to make a push.
0: I mean, yeah, they made a push without him. So I mean, definitely yeah. having Murray to come back. Um, then again, those are just two teams that really didn't do much, and there's not much that you, like great, like great Utah. You got Rudy Gay, but like. You know, is like, are, are, it just seems like a lot of the same story all over again. Who knows? I mean, Denver as well. Like, they, could, they could definitely have the potential to get to maybe the Western Conference Finals, but then, like, what, what is it going to take for them to get over that hump? Yeah. Is it a full season of Aaron Gordon? I don't think so. <laughs> um, so,
2: I mean, like, we're just gonna have to wait and see. Yeah, maybe an off season with the Aaron Gordon. We'll see what happens. But I don't <laughs> think that's much. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hassan Whiteside was a sneaky good pickup for. Uh, uh, Utah, though I think that was interesting oh. to see. So you, oh. you as, soon as you take off your seven footer, you put in another seven footer again. So it's just like, okay, that could be disruptive man, in its own sense. Imagine if player. this was feeble rules, though. Oh, these guys would be cooking to stay in that key.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but um, man, that is one player that is really just fucking tapered off, and and you, just, and you, yeah, it's 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 hard to put your finger on it because it's like he was having an unreal year with portland and then they let him walk yeah. and uh, or did they trade him i i, I, I don't think, quite remember but i he, think
2: they yeah. let him they yeah they let him go and then Sacktown picked him up in free agency right is that what happened? yeah
0: and then he was like their that fourth center yeah.
3: Yeah. Ugh,
2: the sacramento is so improperly ran i just i just want it to end so we can just get seattle again like just who cares yeah. who cares about <laughs> sacramento i'm sorry yeah. just get a seattle team they they want it way more like, yeah. just figure it out or Montreal. I don't even care. Just get it out of Sacramento.
0: Just wasted. Oh. Yeah. So many so, so much wasted talent yeah, there. That's bad. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I would like to see, you know, Utah under a different system and you know just a different organization. I think that, you know, that that is very interesting. And I didn't actually know that that's where he ended up. Um, so I definitely uh, definitely will be watching out for that. Um, but also another big question mark that's in the West is Dame Dalla, where does he go? Does he stay? Does he go? Whew. Um He's back from getting his gold medal. Um, now it's it's time to fucking start going through, um, start going through everything and, and realign his thoughts. And you know, it it it, it is unfortunate because he does want to win with Portland, and he said that he's like I don't want to go anywhere. I I want to win with Portland, but at the same time they have to get him those pieces in order. Yeah. And C J McCollum is just not. He's great, to, great to have, but he's just not enough.
2: He's not the player. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Tony Snell and uh, re-signing Norm Powell is exactly what you need. But it's going to be interesting what's going to happen with Portland because like Dame went out there and he kind of ruined his stock, to be honest, in my opinion. I feel like he didn't look like the Dame that we saw in the playoffs. I think if we left off that Dame high of like, you know, putting up 11 threes in a. In a playoff game, that, I think that would have been a lot more for Portland to kind of move it and move him around. And now he's saying that he's injured, or potentially injured, like he's playing with something. So that, that's also so pretty much he must be set on that team for however long. But how do you move CJ too? Like that's I, I don't know. I don't know where that player goes. I just don't think those two working together. I think that, that experiment uh, failed a long time ago uh i would have i would have loved cj on the rappers to be honest i think that was something that i I've, I've always kind of like mentally willed but i don't see him and dame because they're just you know
0: so is that something that potentially you know that could be a possible trade partner for you know if if we are to get rid of pascal siakam Ooh. uh would you would you package some sort of you know get a couple players back for pascal and then that's something i mean like to have him reunited with norm and then have dame at the helm like that could be fun. That's that that's be. something that you might be able to work around. Um, and yeah. then you know, CJ is someone that we could use because I mean, like Gary Trent Junior. As much as I like him, I don't know if he's a, if, if he's really ready to be a starting two yet.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. I think CJ is ready to be that number one option. I think him being number two is great for because he whatever, was
0: fantastic last
2: year. But I think him as a number one, yeah, he he he, he can he can cook. He can cook, and he, he's got a deep bag, and he dips into it more more. You know a lot of times, and uh, I think if, you know, once again, just kind of unleashing a player like that on the league and just giving them, like, you know, say, like, you're going to get these many touches a game as opposed to what you got before, uh, Mm -hmm. I think great things can happen. I don't know if it wins you a chip, but it's definitely going to be better basketball for him.
0: So let me ask you this, because there's always been a lot of conversation of whether or not Pascal Siakam is a true number one, or if he should be a number two option. Would you say that CJ McCollum is more of a number one than Pascal Siakam is? (laughs) Hmm.
1: Uh, then
0: that goes for everyone that's on the show right now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs>
1: I feel like hard. I can go get a bucket maybe quicker, but yeah, I I I'd, I'd say so, but I don't I don't see either of them as number one. He's about a honest. yeah, he, yeah.
2: He's more conf He's more confident of a player, which makes him more consistent. I would say that's the only the difference between CJ and and Siakam because I think they both are probably going to produce the same amount, yeah, on a good day.
0: I don't know. I I think I would definitely. I think I would. I, I, that's tough yeah it's a, it's a tough, <laughs> tough one i am like tough with my own question and um, two
1: different players in the yeah, right yeah. right so
0: two yeah. different styles i i mean i definitely I, so see, who would you
1: rather have i think right now i'd rather have cj yeah. i think yeah. is
0: what i'm saying i think uh, i think i'd rather have cj right now him and fred van vliet would be fucking fantastic i feel like now we're definitely some shooting too to the team yeah, definitely we'd adding some that. shooting um and not only that but we um I mean, we're ca- we're now kind of bunched at the four,
2: yeah, and also a like crowded there, yeah, and also like our guards. I'm not too sold on what the rotation is possibly going to be because, like, where does Malachi Flynn kind of fall into everything? Because I feel like Malachi Flynn is ready. Like, no matter where we put him, if it's summer league, if it's uh, that like that one in Seattle, I think that he was in, he just cooks people. He's been cooking for a while, and I think like he's ready for new competition and actually getting to sink his mm-hmm. teeth into some nba minutes so i'm like well where do we find that now with uh fred and gary and and um what's well, his name? You'd,
0: well you'd want him to be coming off the bench so yeah. he, having him and is he the and,
2: backup one though
0: i mean I, it, if we hold on to gore and that seems tough like i don't hmm. i don't know exactly I think I, I mean, coming
2: up. is Gore starting because i feel like he's coming off the bench No,
0: i feel like he's coming off freddy the bench too yeah. yeah freddy freddy's got to be your starting one yeah yeah but it, but would they try and play him at a two? Like I don't, I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. Man,
0: all I can say is that I'm really, really excited leading up into this season. I think that we have a lot to build on. Um, we, you know, and I, I don't think I don't think Masai is done quite yet. So, uh, you know, by the time that this episode will be released, uh, I'm sure we'll have some more updates. Um, but there's always, you know, always a lot going on in the off season. And I think that the Raptors, you know, just by kind of, you know, standing pat and and you know, kind of putting stock in themselves, um, I do like picking up Gary Trent Jr. again. Um, I do feel like we do have a lot of pieces to build on and you know getting just getting the boys back home is gonna be huge i mean it's like huge. you see what that's done for the blue jays uh like man it just it just really lights a fire under under a team and gets them all working together and get, gets them all excited one you know one team one dream sort of thing so i think they do have a lot to build on and it's gonna be exciting here
2: yeah no i i, I wholeheartedly agree i think getting them out of uh, Tampa Bay, where they're not even really cheering for them, in fact, knowing them and all that stuff. Like getting them home here, get some home cooking, some, you know, some defense chance out there. I think it's going to raise the intensity for the entire, you know, half of the season for the Raptors, which is Absolutely. a lot of games, turns out
0: for sure and uh yeah, absolutely and we get to we get to hold on to Masai too so really at the end of the day i think it's a win for us in the off season and i think you know that was definitely the the biggest question mark and i'm glad that we were able to retain him because there was always a lot of a lot of questions looming around that and i'm i'm, I'm glad that you know that's all been kind of laid to rest and easier here to stay yeah alan it's been absolutely uh, yeah. fantastic to have you on absolutely. the show it's this is been a lot no, of fun been a pleasure and we're definitely going to have to have you back um have you uh, definitely as a staple on this show uh, once again this is alan shane lewis um catch him on his own podcast at below the hardwood a uh, bunch of amazing uh basketball minds on that show as well um anything else you want to plug before we sign off here
2: uh yeah watch the great canadian Bake show october 17th i think that's the day that there it is up, 8 p.m cbc cbc jam Ooh.
0: Ooh, giddy up all right Alan. thanks for stopping by
2: thanks alan thank you for having me take care
0: And that about does it. Wraps it up with Alan Shane Lewis. Hell of an episode. Uh, Props over to ASL for coming on the show. Uh, Definitely going to be getting a few more comics on the show as well, so stay tuned for that. Um, And a lot of special guests coming in down the docket. Not going to spoil it. Uh, Just going to release them and uh, see what you think. Uh, But that's it. That's it for episode 13. Um,
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Whoa. what do we not got some fucking news to break uh, here are we sure, sharing sure. that in the next one hey hey look jisha lish <laughs> fallen chain <laughs> yeah, put gonna, the cinder block on mandy yo
0: yo uh, put put a big old block on her fingy uh yeah i'm gonna go check it in with my
1: beyonce bing 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 there she is
0: finally popped the old question went up to uh spent her six-year anniversary up in Algonquin, getting bit by skeeters, but having a nice little, nice little picnic over a waterfall, and uh, yeah, ask as girl the girl to boy, marry me.
1: As the boys say, got the knee dirty.
0: Got the knee dirty. Got a little, little topshoil on knee there. <laughs> yeah no it was congratulations. congratulations uh, hey, that's bud. fantastic thanks bud um and yeah no it's nothing but love from you and and from that good kid Birdman brr, giving me a little bit of love as well uh and, all, and from all my friends uh so i really appreciate it we really appreciate it and we're gonna we basically just want to throw a fucking party just a big
1: old oh we're throwing
0: down shaker um yeah it, it's gonna take a couple years of planning so you know it's gonna be good
1: the best part about uh getting engaged other than being engaged is uh it just everything is a cause for celebration or it's ex- and it's an excuse yeah we're engaged yeah like last night <laughs> yeah last night <laughs> eight months later we got engaged we got let's engaged. fucking let's go out
0: yeah no whenever we whenever we make new friends now it's just always oh yeah no we just got engaged like yeah
1: 14 <laughs> months ago oh congratulations don't pour me Thank a fucking you. drink and yeah. let's go <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I appreciate it uh, but thanks again for listening thanks for tuning in uh, for Mike Fulmer Josh Elijah the down by two podcast make sure you like you share you fucking subscribe tell your friends tell your mom tell your dad tell your aunties and uncles and fucking gam gams. we're
1: coming in hot this fall coming fuckers. in fucking
0: hot we're bringing some heat uh, thank you so much for listening um, and make sure make sure you share it with all your friends and uh, enjoy enjoy the rest of your evening morning whatever it is take care now